before we move on to our next subject, I just wanted to add as far as uh, alternative power, the one that uh, Navo Pedro was talking about was that um, there was this old man. Damn, I, I can't remember his name, but I'll research it. But I just wanted to bring it up right now is that he created a, a car that ran off of magnets. And how cool would that be if we could bring that back and cruise around the Navajo Nation on magnets rather than having to use electrical power and um, having to use gasoline. But okay, so uh, Ching's over here again. He's trying to, because yeah, he wants something to say, but... Magnets? <laughs> How the fuck did they work? Yeah, so um, anyways, moving on to our next subject is going to be hoarding. And this is a subject that I've wanted to talk about for a while because um, I did notice that, you know, some of the Navajo homes that I went to there's a lot of stuff that people love to hold on to. And um, the problem with that is obviously it causes more rodents and spiders and lizards and all these little insects and bugs and rodents and whatnot to start coming into your home and start making a living in there. Then they create unsanitary conditions where they leave uh, their poop behind. So, you know, their poop can pretty much go into the dust and you're breathing it in and all that stuff. So anyways, um, about Navajo hoarding, it's also, um, it's also a psychological condition where it shows that these people are holding on to the past. They can't let go. A lot of that stuff has sentimental value to them, but they don't understand about all that um, rodent droppings and, and lizard droppings and, you know, mice pee and, you know, all the stuff that these... Uh, these critters and bugs do in, in nature they're doing that on these you know like clothes and dishes and picture frames and all this stuff that these people are holding on to but either they're not physically able to clean them or they're just too lazy or they do have a psychological trauma in their head where they don't want to clean it so um i did watch that show hoarders and yeah it, it gets pretty bad you know there there's some dead animals inside like cats when you move like a couch and there's like five dead cats underneath or you know you <laughs> you move a bookshelf and there's like four dead puppies in, underneath you know all kinds of stuff like that so um my solution to this navajo hoarding is to create more storage units i know there's a storage unit there goes covid I know there's a storage unit over in uh, St. Michael's, but from what I hear, it's all filled up. So, um, my solution for this hoarding is to do, out of the, all the 110 chapters, have um, a nice storage facility. And I was thinking, so it wouldn't be so much of an eyesore, but maybe have like an underground level where, you know, maybe more more protective um, objects can be held. I mean, that's the best we can do for the tribe because we can't do like these underground, six mile long uh, underground tunnels like the government can do. But, you know, that's just something that's just uh, a temporary fix. And when these people, when they really want to hold on to some of this stuff, they can put it there. But the other problem is charging them to have it there. How much to charge them? You know, because you also got to take into account Navajos are not rich people, so, but they also will not pay if you raise the price too high. But if you keep it at a reasonable rate, uh, I, I believe that they'll, they will be able to do it. 
And that also eliminates a lot of the uh, landmine trash. Um, not landmine, landfill, sorry. <laughs> landmine. Um, the landfill trash. Um, there, if you go over there, there's a lot of uh, couches, tables, uh, just basically furniture that's there. Yep. Uh, mixed along with the uh, trash and garbage. So having um, a self-storage unit for, for the nap, well, not, if you do it for one community, it's going to be filled up right away. But if you do it for multiple communities, um, I think that's where a lot of the trash will cut down. Everybody will be over there. And, you know, it would kind of be like a meeting place. You know, I think that's a, that's a good spot to meet. And obviously you got to have uh, surveillance cameras to make sure nobody's breaking in or, or no drunk person wanders in there and falls asleep inside one of those uh, storage units and then they suffocate or they freeze to death or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and with that being said, um, the hoarding problem on the reservation, it's, it's, it's gotten pretty bad, you know, um, there's a couple of houses I went to, to where the, the people, these Navajo people, they have these rundown trucks and cars, and then they got more boxes and bags in there. And it's like, well, can't you get rid of it? Oh, nobody wants to do it for me. You know, it, that's where that problem also comes in, where nobody wants to help each other out. But if we had a program where we could start going to these houses, like how they do without hoarders, we'll take out a lot of this stuff out. Um, the clothing, uh, you know, I guess it'll go by, by clothing by clothing basis. If they've been well-preserved in bags and there's no rodents that, that chew their way into the bags, and you could probably um, clean them, sanitize them, and either sell them or... Maybe even donate them to other third world countries, man. How come we're not doing that with all the trash we got? And what Navajo Pedro said uh, last episode about working at the landfill and seeing all these uh, cabinets and dressers just being crushed over by these bulldozers. You know, a lot of that, what we don't know is that a lot of these other countries, they could definitely use those, you know. Some of these countries, the reason why they have a lot of kids is because, you know, they really can't do much and... Um, just like the pandemic, you keep these people locked in together, they're, they're going to start breeding, you know, they're going to have a bunch of kids. So I, you know, stuff like that, we could definitely, Navajo Nation could be the leader for that. We could be the recycling kings and queens of the Southwest. And we can ship them off to these other countries. Mexico is just right there, you know. Um, and not only that, but if we really wanted to make it like an industry, we can get a lot of those cabinets and put native designs on them and paint them and then give them to those guys. And, you know, they'll be pretty happy. Like, oh, we got this from the Navajo Nation. Um, yeah. So <laughs> um, recycling, that's another that's another issue where we talked about the all that plastic that we could also do that. Um, and so that would I, I believe that would eliminate a lot of the hoarding going on. And once you kind of look at some of these Navajo ladies, like my mom, she's got a lot of stuff that it just accumulated over the years. And she had a lot of nice clothes that just went to waste because we try to get rid of it. And she goes, no, no, I'm going to wear those. You know, I was like, when? It's been like 20 years. When are you going to wear them? You know, and, you know, it, but it's a psychological thing where she wanted to keep them. She was, it, it had sentimental value to her. It had memories you know 
even though they're all fabric, but they just hold certain memories for her. And so that's where a lot of, um, like, blankets that we have, um, I think they're pretty much messed up now. I think a lot of uh, rodents are on them, so best thing to do in a situation like that is burn them, but at the same time, they could also be used for, like, a blanket for the animals during the winter time when it gets real cold. Um, the other subject I was uh, maybe talk about later, but it's the the dog houses that we have on the reservation. We we put up like four walls, make a big hole, put a roof on top, and think, oh well, the dog's gonna be safe. Well, we're inside a house during the winter time, and it's got uh, insulation in the walls. You know, there's sheet rocks, so when you build a fire, the house stays warm. Then the same sheet rocks and um, uh, and insulation are there in the summertime to keep the house cool. And here we're throwing these dogs in these uh, small little <laughs> small little houses and um, expect them to live in it. But my whole point is that you know we could some of these cabinets we could take them apart and make a nice little dog house. Um, not little. I'm tired of saying little. We want a big dog house. To where, like, if you got, like, five little dog houses and you put them all together, boom, there's a nice big dog house with insulation and maybe some little windows, um, maybe a little vent. So wintertime, I mean, summertime, you can, the dog can go in there and feel nice and cool and all that. You know, we, we really got to look after our, our, our four-legged buddies because, man, they really do a lot for us on the reservation and we never give them credit where credit is due. And, um... Especially if you have a dog that you really like and, you know, like I got COVID over here and, you know, I wouldn't mind doing that for him, making him a nice little shed. And, um, but like some other wild dogs that come over to Pedro's house, you know, I know he wouldn't want to do that for them. So, but, um, yeah, so just, you know, the hoarding, it it does become a problem, especially with vehicles. Everybody's like, well, I'm going to fix it later. I'm going to fix it later. And I've, when we, I started the, that first car club, the Karma Car Club, um, I, I was going around asking these guys, well, how much you want for that truck? How much you want for that car? The same response I always got was, oh, I'm saving it. It's for my son. It's for my grandkid. It's for my grandson. They're going to work on it. It's like, when? I mean, shit's, look, look, it's just sitting here going to waste, and all that rust is just getting worse and worse. If I buy it off you now, at least we could use the karma club to, uh, start working on it and beautify it and make it better, you know? So those are the, uh, the Navajo mentalities that come with the, the hoarding. Um, like I said, it's also a psychological problem and it's also a health issue and it's also a behavioral health issue where if you try to take away this stuff without the, especially the elderlies without their permission, you know, you could cause them to go either into a, a panic attack or you could cause them to go into depression. Like, well, nobody likes me. Everybody wants me just to disappear. So I'm just going to sit here and die. I'm not going to eat anything. I'm not going to drink anything because they took away my possessions and I am nothing without it, you know. So that's why I'm saying, you know, we, if we could find a, a nice little uh, program to, to start off something like that, to slowly get rid of these hoarding issues um, I think that'll really help them. But if we go in there quick and you start pulling all this stuff out of there, it's, you know, you might do some more psychological damage to them and then you're responsible for it if they die or they decide to kill themselves. Because even elderlies, you know, they're not immune to, susu- uh, to suicide. 
you know, uh, there are there have been some elderlies who who would, you know, kill themselves as opposed to just living out the rest of their lives trying to cope with, you know, people not being there for them anymore. And um and that's also part of the problem with um what the earlier subject about the death and suicide. Um that's a Navajo problem where us Navajo men, you know, we get too stubborn for our, for our own good. And I think that's why that's why my father died was because he was too stubborn. We did tell him to go to the hospital and get get checked out when he had pneumonia the first about two years ago, but he didn't want to. He says, "No, I'm fine," and he just kept taking like aspirin and cough syrup and cough drops. And in his stubborn mind, that's how he was getting better. And that mentality is good sometimes. But in a situation or a case like my dad, that was that was really bad because he was just making himself worse. And when you take aspirin for so long, it starts to chew up your insides. And that's also what happened to my brother when he took too many... The, the medication the hospital prescribed for him, it was just so much of a high dose that it was just tearing up his uh, liver and kidneys. And he wasn't understanding what was happening to him until, you know, he finally died, so... That those are the two situations where I know what I'm talking about. So when some idiot like uh, Dr. Fauci says the Navajos are going to be dying from coronavirus, I'm saying no, we we're not because I know what someone dying looks like, and I know how they make it worse by being stubborn like my dad and my brother. But um, to say the coronavirus killed a lot of these Navajos, I'm going to say no. I I think. If they had pre-existing conditions, yeah, sure, why not? Because a virus is a virus, and it all depends on how your life is. Like I said, the tribal officials, they had all that money. They could have bought uh, better equipment for the hospitals so these elderlies could have lived. So that way, when, I could, when they caught the so-called coronavirus, they would still be here. Pardon that interruption, but... That was just my mom asking uh, us to feed the dogs. And, man, she scared the hell out of me because she looked like a little Anasazi or a little a little ghoul standing right there trying to call Pedro. Pedro, Pedro. I was like, what the hell is that? And I looked, and it's, you know, because me and Navo Pedro, we are recording inside the Hogan, and it's nighttime. Dark. It's dark outside, and um, the street light is lighting up the, it, you know, Lighting up everything, so my mom standing by the doorway looked. Uh, oh man, it looked really scary. I was when like, I "Wait first, a minute!" When I first heard, I closed my eyes real hard and prayed. <laughs> I was telling, "Hey, mom, wait! You know, we're not doing our Halloween episode yet." So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, getting back to uh, to the subject of hoarding, um, those were my solutions. Those were um, something that was, or that was actually bugging me for a while. Now I wanted to talk about it. And bring up these uh, possible solutions, uh, but just like everything that has to deal with making a change on the reservation, pretty much it would come down to um, our tribal leaders, or just our, yeah, our tribal leaders pretty much, um, putting down or reducing the price of taxes on the reservation to start a small business, excuse me, and then also to stop... Um, just wasting our time with 
all their resolutions and all this important political talk when this whole time these are just some easy answers that we can work on as as a single individual as a family as a community and just kind of get something done like that but um so now i'm going to turn it to navajo turn it over to navajo pedro and he's going to talk about hoarding uh before my mom comes back and scares the crap out of us again all right all right here we go <laughs> yeah when i when i heard it when i heard your mom call i was gonna be like he's from yes satan <laughs> just kidding but um yeah that was a good good little jolt of energy to wake up to so it was fun just seeing two's reaction and she was kind of standing there like Freddy Krueger for a while too. It was kind of cool, but yeah, her silhouette and everything. Yeah. Good one. Cool, but um, let's see now. All you guys, you know, I can't say you guys and because I'm one of you guys too, you know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, a lot of clothes, like a couple bags that are full of nice clothes that I don't even wear. Really nice clothes that I got from Salvation Army and I think, like, when am I going to wear this, you know what I mean? Because I usually dress the way I usually dress, you know I mean? Just with, like, dickies and usually horror shirts or or my own shirts or whatever, you know what I mean? And just, um, you know, yeah, so, you know, and I, that's, you know, the reason why I was laughing earlier uh, when you were talking about your mom and when she was hoarding and saving and yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at her pain or misery if it yeah. was... <laughs> If it was like any sentimental, anything to her or anything, but I understand that though because I'm like her, like that's why I laugh because I understood that part really well. Where I look at something and I'm like, yep, I'm gonna wear this again, it's all tight or something, like get skinny again or something, or it's all old and you know, I mean, it's just everything like does have like kind of like a sentimental value, like each shirt does, you know, you take you take you back or whatever, or you know, I mean, a lot of the shirts I'm keeping too is kind of like a lot of the custom shirts that I made too, you know, what I mean, and. Those are ones I'm really trying to save because, I don't know, just, they're just sentimental because I'm really sentimental with my art, you know what I mean? With, like, everything, you know what I mean? I'm, I'll paint, I'll do a dope-ass drawing or something like that, and someone say, me, buy it, and I'm like, cool, yeah, and I'm all for it. But then when it actually comes down to it, I have to give it away. It's like, damn, I feel, it's like kind of like, I don't know, it's a sad moment for me for a split second, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of letting go of creation. Something you created is pretty tough you know what I mean and being a father and it being like that you know what I mean it's kind of it's kind of a good you know what I mean thing that goes hand in hand but something that's you know it's just just something I can do nothing about basically because it's a done deal you know what I mean and it's just for their benefit too and you know that's um, um but a lot of these clothes you know that just like Mateo was saying collect us and just become you know rat hotels you know and mouses and that chew through it and eat, you know, you see bits and niblets here and everything, and it's just, yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a pandemic that we faced before was hantavivirus, you know what I mean, and that is something that can easily happen again, you know what I mean, with, um, with a lot, especially a lot of the older, uh, elder generation, a lot of them, you know, I mean, a lot of the houses you stay in, you know, you just see old newspapers, you see old magazines, and just all the stuff piled up, you know, from 19 whenever, you know, and just... It just accumulates, and yeah, we do have a lot of hoarders, you know. What I mean, I've seen some episodes of the show, and yeah, there's a problem. You know, when people have to crawl over their living room to, <laughs> to yeah, it's just I've seen it, yeah. And but 
I'll, I will say one thing is that a lot of Navajos are more, a lot of organized, more organized, but they just, you know, they'll just build a new storage and, or just move, you know, they're really good at, like, I kind of like Tetris, you know, they can make a lot of stuff <laughs> really fit in in places that you'd be like, the hell, and, you know, and some people are really good, um, like, um, interior decorators like that, you know, like my sister, you know, she'll move her room around and you'll be like, holy shit, you know, you never thought of it being that way till she does it, you know, I mean, it's just, then people are like that, creative, like hoarders, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll use every space they can get, you know, I mean, they'll use the closet, they'll use the, or they'll use like a truck that's just sitting there, they'll put stuff in there, they'll use the shed and then, you know, I mean, and they'll just forget about stuff or just leave it and, you know, everything, that's what I mean, like, just be better organized and just, you know, and just, um, Learn to, you know, and if um, some things are really holding you back by remembering it and stuff like that, you know, and it's good to let it go. And that's what I meant by cleaning it out physically and mentally, you know, because certain stuff that you forgive and put behind you, that'll, you know, I mean, that'll be like hopefully another reason for you to not um, collect stuff, you know, what I mean, like, like, like I was talking about um, before, uh, grieving, grieving right, you know, what I mean, and holding on to stuff like that is not. Good, you know, and jewelry and stuff like that, yeah, like, if, if it's your grandma or whatever, like, they want to give it to you, or pretty sure they would, you know, but as far as, like, clothes and stuff, you know, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like, I, like, my cousin's shirts and all that, you know, and I'm, I'm, they can burn it with me, I guess, I don't know, but if anything, I would want those shirts to be given out and just whatever, you know, we just, I don't know, but it's kind of one thing, you know, because we're Navajo Taboo, we got to burn everything that they wore and all stuff, and I cleanse it and you know but like say a past relative or something and they pass away but then you just collect like some of their clothes or maybe say like an army uniform you know I mean do you say those or is it good to throw them away or you know and there's I had family that fought over that before that got an argument over that one just said burn it burn everything you know what I mean and I had a family member that's military and that uh, was one of my uncle's uniform he was military too and you know, and to her, it made more sense to, you know I mean, remember remember him by, you know, his uniform, and we found out stuff that he was, like, in band, and certain patches she knew, and it was pretty cool, and, you know, like, stuff like that, you know, it's all right, but then it's just, like, if you hold on to, like, certain shirts, because they wore, you know, I mean, um, at their first state, well, state line dance or something like that, like, it's just, just like that, you know, like, as Mateo says, it makes more sense, you know, to just give it away, and, in a sense, um, give like give away your burden too. At the same time, you know, what I mean, the memories that hold you back or hold you back in life or cause you to drink or try to forget, you know, and you know, just like Eminem, you know, cleaning out my closet. Maybe listen to that while you're, you know, I mean, sorting through stuff. You know, what I mean, and every time, you know, just minimize each time. You know, what I mean. Ask yourself, do I really need this? Am I really going to use this? Or can I donate this? Do something like that. In that sense, um, cold that is because in the long run, yes, it will. Rats or mice as well start living there. And, you know, and whatever. Um, s- snakes, spiders, and a lizard head. You know I mean? Like they say in um, Robin Hood. Um, or you might just find like a homeless person living in your you know what I mean, in your living room or something, just underneath your clothes, or maybe, you know what I mean, like, like Taylor was saying, like, 
like that Christmas um vacation, you know what I mean? <laughs> All those cats under the under the couch, you know what I mean? Like or um grandma's boy too when he's cleaning and that's the reality, you know, there's people that actually live like that with with um if you wanna listen to a good song, it's called Game Over by um ICP and it's all about just that, just hoarding, just living in your own space and not taking care of yourself and you know. And um like I said, uh in the long run it's just gonna be healthier, better for you and if it's messing with you emotionally and everything, you know, it's good to let go of such stuff or talk it out, you know. It's, I think it's always better to, you know, most p people want to talk and no one wants to listen, you know, and that's the main problem I know because I talk to a lot of people, you know what I mean, and a lot of people are misunderstood and most of the time all they want is someone just to talk to or tell stuff to, you know what I mean, and I'm not like the rest of these Johns out here, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, what you know what I said, you know what I mean, and I take their, you know, their privacy seriously and I like, you know what I mean, like, I don't like it, but it's just something I can't help because a lot of people do come to me for advice and help, and they feel open to me enough to tell me all this stuff about them, and, um, you know, that's something that goes along with, like, when I was in AA, you know what I mean, they say, what you see, what you hear here, what you say here, you know, it stays here, and it says here, here, you know, and they all agree that whatever stories you tell, they're not going to go out there and use it against you or gossip or blackmail you or whatever, that's why when I share there, you know, and people get really comfortable and they know that, you know, my my sincerity. And when I go there now, I don't really talk about my misery or anything like that. I mostly go there and talk about, yeah, like I was like that, but now I'm like this. I'm trying to stay positive and taking it one day at a time. And, you know, I'm not making promises that I can't keep, you know. I mean, I'm trying to make sure I stay within my realm of possibilities what I can and can't do and compared to just making up stuff and saying bullshit and just saying what I can do and not really and not mean it, you know, and it's really instilled in us natives, like you're saying about the rides, the cars, that is true because a lot of rides are sitting in all you guys' fucking front yards and backyards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and there's a couple times I've seen businesses where they do pick up, like, those rides and they smash them and they'll only give you, like, 20 bucks for each ride. You know, but what you're saying is better because you're preserving these rides. You can make them better, you know. I mean, you can you can take all these broken war ponies and turn them into proud trotting, you know what I mean, like... Stallions. Yeah, like those, let's say, those, Budwe those Budweiser horses. Clyde Stale. There you go. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's a good way to think, and, you know, that's it's cool, you know what I mean, that you can take anything and... Another thing I was thinking about when you're talking about, you know, going like actually having something, actually having like a program where you can go and help these guys, like, you know, what I mean? get rid of stuff, recycle. Mm -hmm. You can bring along a thing, you know, to where you can actually recycle a lot of stuff right there with them, you know, the plastic, the clothes, the. And then um, another thing that really um, intrigued me was what you said too, because it took me back to um, Salvation Army. And over there at the warehouse, you know, I mean, all these clothes, you know, that they get, that they try selling the stores that no one buys, mm -hmm. they just stay there and, you know, I mean, rather than just um, pollute or whatever, you know, these guys, they bundle it all up into like real, like hay bales, basically, of clothing, and then they mail them to third world countries for like, mm -hmm. for like three cents or some shit, a pound or something like that, but they work out deal like that, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool, and that's what, um, what you were saying, that's what, uh, that's what reminded me of you. Got a little rehab flashback, and that's what it took me back to is that 
you know, that these guys are really, and these guys um, have their own machine where all the plastic that they get, they just crush it up, same shit, and they put in bales, and, you know, these guys are really, um, the Salvation Army is really creative and really productive and really, you know, part of recycle, reduce, reuse, you know, that thing, and, I don't know, just all the stuff that go through there and pe what people throw away too. It's all, you know, designer clothing, just, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just, well, yeah, people got money to burn, you know what I mean, and pollute, and, you know what I mean, and they don't really, they say, yeah, I'm going green and recycle, but really nothing's really being enforced or really being, you know what I mean, endorsed or really being pushed out there to make them want to, you know what I mean, like, and what you're saying about, like, how we can reuse the plastic and everything, you know, that's fucking very, hell yeah, man, you know what I mean? Like you said, that country did it, you know, to the point where they didn't want it more. And you said, just in lying in New Jersey, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's probably where Eddie's at now, from the cruisers working there. Still not making music soon, but, you know what I mean? And that's something I got to really consider, too, as much as these clothes, these nice clothes that I have that I may or may not wear. I don't know. If they may come in. I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, see, in my mind, I'm like, that might be a nice event or election or i don't know but realistically am i going to really dress like that or am i just going to stay the way i am or be different and be out there like paint my face or whatever you know what i mean and those are stuff i do you know what I mean? like material was saying we're outcasts you know basically because the way we think we're not amongst the sheeple you know what i mean we're trying to be sheep sheep herders and try to you know and take that take that fluoride out of your system and give you some antioxidants and cleanse that thing out, you know what I mean, so you wake up and stay more productive, read, you know what I mean, and uh, cut yourself off from media and TV if you can, except our podcast, um, if you can help it, and, you know, just, if you see someone hoarding, you know what I mean, just let them know they're hoarding, like, hey, you know, you're a hoarder, pre-hoarder, or, you know, and hopefully they don't take you wrong or drunk when they hear you, think you're calling them a whore or something, you know, but... You never know, but some people don't want to admit they need help, and some of them are just asking for it, but no one's listening, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know what I mean? Just take it upon yourself, you know what I mean? If you're a hoarder, you know what I mean? Just, if you can donate or something, you can do that, or sell it, or, you know? Recycle. Recycle, there you go, yeah, that too, or get creative and tear it all up and, I don't know, make a, make a quilt or... I don't know, and make design your own clothes out of it, or make a scarecrow, or you know, what I mean? something that's creative and whatnot. You know, because I, mean? I do that with clothing a lot too. I like to tear, shred, and make them to take tops and the extra strap or the extra scraps, like the arm piece or whatever. I'll add to, you know, customize like clothing or shoes or make patches. You know, what I mean, just I don't really like things going to waste. You know, what I mean, so. Hopefully you guys start getting that mentality too and start recycling and start thinking of ways that you can help hoarders and really get serious about recycling and making a business out of it so we can all get jobs and get that hazard pay. Alright, but thank you all for listening on my piece about the hoarders. Thank you.